I don't. I'll be around. You sure? <laughs> you sure? That's not nice. Uh, pretty positive, man. <laughs> Word. How's it going, dog? Uh, I'm all right, man. I um, I think I'm like two days away from a cold. No shit. And I don't really like that shit. See a bunch of motherfuckers at work man. tonight. Ed cold. Man. Mm. Got home from work tonight. Dad's not feeling well. He's got cold or something. Chingate. But straight up, I feel like every time around, or every year around this time, get a little bit of a cold. Yeah, well. February, early March. I'm the, uh, you know, on Saturday I did a show, and there was this dickhole who uh, was sneezing a little too close to me. Um, so I did. My house got everybody sick then. Well, I was going to say, or it was y'all <laughs> getting me sick. I came over there to the Big Wren family. Hugs and stuff. Junior. Junior putting hey, his love good. on me. It was good. It was good. I ain't, but you know. I might, you know, he might, you know. This little, this little tickle in my throat, pause. This little, you know, fake runny nose. I don't know, dog. Oh, man. I thought we was better than that. That happens. <laughs> you, you see, the virus is gone. <laughs> That's what they're saying, right? <laughs> this shit, dog, it's done. The shit is just done. Pray for Ukraine. <laughs> Why are you not praying for Ukraine? COVID is done. That's wild. That's really wild. We really Man, just say the fuck all this shit. I was joking because I was on Clark Street Wrestling last week, and we, we, we were talking after. It is recorded. I'm not sure if they put that content out. But, yeah, we were talking about that shit, how, like, we hadn't heard of COVID or seen a COVID headline since, like, January. Like, the shit is just done. Yeah. Just fucking I mean, we like, gave it I up. still kind of look up the numbers every once in a while because it's on, like, they have a – there's a COVID tracker on the, uh, on the old Weather Channel app. Mm-hmm. Isn't that an interesting cases. place to put it? Yeah, no shit, right? He's <laughs> checking the weather. Fuck it, check check COVID like, numbers it's, too. It's a little section too where it has like allergies, flu, all this shit. Like, 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 it's got like a little circle and it's got three sections. Like one of them's yellow, and one of them's green. The second one's yellow. The third one's red. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it kind yeah. of tells you like how bad, how bad the cold is in your neighborhood or the flu in your area. <laughs> <laughs> the COVID. Yo. And then they got the poke cracker underneath. True enough. They got you covered on, on all angles. Yeah. All angles. How are you, dog? I'm pretty good, bro. Yeah. I uh I uh got to check this email earlier Uh-oh. this afternoon. Uh-oh. I was selected. Ooh. I was selected for to buy a PS5. Wait, what? Yeah, bro. <laughs> Pardon me? Hold on, bro. Here, check this shit out. I'm going to text you. What you mean you were selected? Bro, this is the email I got today. Check that shit. Explain <laughs> explain it for the listeners while I'm checking this out. Um, Yeah, like, it was just a PlayStation email, so I didn't really think too much of it. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to check this out because it said you're confirmed at the top. I'm like, huh. Congratulations, you've been selected. Ain't that a bitch. We're pleased to extend this opportunity to purchase a PS5 in between the hours of 11 and 1600 PT. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Click unique link to enter event. Okay. So, I, yeah. So, I'm guessing you enter the event. Oh, yeah. How, what did, what, what is it, like a triathlon? What you got to do? Nah, bro. Like, they had one ready for me. <laughs> so, you just have a PS5 now? No, I had to buy it. Goodness gracious. But, like, I've been looking for, since the shit came out, and, like, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure I put myself on a waiting list, like, two years ago. Uh-huh. Well, and, yeah. shit. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So check your emails. Man, fuck them. They mean on my nerves, man. My PlayStation's still kind of fucked up. Well, not kind of fucked up. It's fucked up. Um, they told me I had to send it off and pay, like, exorbitant amounts of money to get it fixed when it's already... How much, it, how much are they talking? Like 100 bucks. but fuck that. They said, hey, wipe your PlayStation a second time. And send Wipe. it to us. Like, erase it. Factory reset your shit again. And I'm probably uh, not going to get it because I don't have PlayStation Plus. Like, I don't play online with cats. Like, I typically just play with me. And so, uh, yeah, well, that's how I found out PS Plus also backs up your shit. I didn't know that. Neither so, did I. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't paying the nine ninety nine per month or whatever it is. Um yeah, so I'm kind of just ass out over here. Yeah, I was, I'd seen that and I was like, I've been selected for what? Oh, shit. Well, some guys have all the luck. No, see, everybody I told this shit to, they're like, what the fuck? Like, I've never heard of anybody. Some guys have all the I, luck. Guys, it's probably a scam. <laughs> <laughs> he just gave them the info. They, yeah, they just got all my shit. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and my bank account's gonna be zip. Nothing. Yikes. Yikes. Hell no. How you been though, bro? Um, all right, man. Every time I leave town, I always get like a little disoriented, like starting the week off. So like I've wasted the last couple days ever since I was kicking it with you. Like um, Tuesday well, yeah, no shit, man. Tuesday's my first week work week back or work yeah. day back. I feel like shit on Tuesday. Like not like shitty shitty. Right. Do nothing. Yeah, my sleep pattern is off. I just Yeah, man, I'm just a little off. I don't know what it is. I gotta get back get back to it. Um this flexibility in my schedule that's the only drawback is that like the diligence of sticking with it. And uh you know, deciding what my day is gonna be. Like today I uh went to the gym. And ate a late lunch, and then watched Revolution again, and then fell asleep watching it. Like I didn't like that was my day, and I'm gonna get paid this week and next week. It's a good day. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know what I did yesterday? A little Same bit, thing. a little bit of laundry. Did I go to the gym yesterday? No, I did go to the office. No, I did have an interview yesterday. I actually did do some stuff. I had an interview, and then took a nap early. My sleep schedule's fucked up. My sleep pattern's fucked right now. So I'll be up forever. But just no sleep. No sleep. Oh man, not a lot of shaking going on, man. Um reconnecting with some with some cousins. Not reconnecting. 
Shout out to my cousin Jordan. It's his birthday today. He was going to be on the show, but didn't want to drag us down. Um, I'm leaving out the noble part of what he said. Uh, I told you that, the, the noble part. I'm just going to make him look like a, a fool on his birthday. Um, fool? Fool? <laughs> Wiz Khalifa has the best fool. <laughs> like, I think, yeah, like he's not even a West Coast dude, but he's got a good fool. Um, talking mother cuz you know Ren, I, and I don't even know how to really broach this topic without getting too deep but um, you know we've talked about family often on the show how you didn't really fuck with yours um, did you ever actually feel outcasted by your family or you was just like them fools uh, not that really outcasted because like we moved away when I was three yeah but that's only three hours away yeah. So, like, we were always the ones to go visit and shit. I'm going to be saying that. How did, how did it feel when you were there? Or were you too young? I mean, yeah, I think I was young and just stoked to see my cousins and shit back then. Yeah. Back then. So, the intricacy <laughs> back then. So, the intricacies and nuances of certain family dynamics may not have actually hit you like that. Yeah. yeah. I was texting Big Cuz, and... Um, you know, we, uh, he, I think I mentioned very casually how I'm in a, a group chat with like a gang of family members I never met and, uh, initiated by this cousin who I do know. Uh, we, we, we talk semi often, pretty often via text. His mom passed last year, my auntie. And so we talk about, you know, those feelings, man. Um, what started out as a question he asked me, he asked me, hey, did you ever feel anger that, it was your mom and not your dad first. Mm. And I said, fuck, that's a good question. It's <laughs> a damn good question. Um, and I said, no, I wasn't angry about it. I just kind of underst- not understood, but noticed the irony. I wasn't angry about that. I was angry about a lot of shit. I wasn't angry about that, but I noticed the irony of it. Uh, but he started to tell me, you know, I told him, you know, yeah, like our side of the family, you know, hasn't been great with family ties. And so I wondered, I asked, and I'm looking at the text right now, but, you know, we talked about when that may have started as far as not, you know, being the knit, the tight-knit family we were. But also, my family's big. This is just on my mm-hmm. mama's side, right? The family get-togethers were, were big, and then it was smaller and smaller and smaller. And we were talking about how maybe with such big families, like, there's no time to focus and I'm not using the best words, but, like, focus on, like, the individuals. To, yeah. To where, like, there's an entire love for the family. And, of course, like, cousins, right? You know what I'm saying? That's just, you know, cousin dynamics. But, like, basically he felt like he didn't, you know, growing up, didn't really feel connected growing up. I mean, he's maybe, how old am I? He's like 15 or so years older than me. So this is a different generation within it. But, you know, yeah, it felt like he didn't really feel that connectivity. Um, and we talked about how that, you know, how that goes. I just didn't know if that was, you know, anything you may have dealt with or come along. You know what I mean? I mean, like, less and less people started showing up to, like, family reunions and shit like that. And we stopped having them for a couple of years. And I don't know, people were busy. But at the same time, I feel like... Like, y'all know when this is happening. And it just always seemed like there would be something to come up. Mm. Like, yeah. there was, like, we were going over to my grandma's house for, like, Christmas, like, a week before Christmas. And they wanted us to smoke some ribs. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. We'll get up early. 
do this shit. Yeah. We got up like 5 a.m., started smoking these ribs. Uh-huh. At 8, 9 o'clock rolls around. Oh, we're going to have to cancel. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Somebody was sick. Somebody didn't want to drive in the weather. Mm. So it's like, all right, whatever. I guess we got all these ribs. All, this, all these what? smoked ribs. <laughs> mm. So we're not going to do that again. Yeah, no. No. I had asked him. Uh, it was back. When was it? It was kind of cold out still. It was recent. My cousin just came back from like basic training from the Army. Mm. And we had people over at grandma's house for that his brother didn't even show up till five o'clock when everybody was leaving I remember you telling me that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> i had asked him if it uh if you ever feel like that maybe parents or people like overestimate their children's strength sometimes about those things yeah that makes sense. I guess it's like the the kind of the same linear idea of thinking of like people just don't know what they do sometimes. Their intentions might be good, but the actions may play as fuck up. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. If you give people long enough time to know about this shit, yeah. uh, come on, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and that's tough. Well, because he was somebody like he wasn't the best athlete, but he played high. He played sports all the way through up, you know, up to high school and, and, a lot of family didn't come to his shit, and you know, and not like he was complaining. It was more just just a grown man. We were just talking about that topic, but yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe just sometimes people just yeah, maybe parents overestimate their their children's strength in like that little thing. I know back yeah. when I played football, like when was this? It was like middle school or elementary. And not too many people came up for that shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. It's only three hours away, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, people, people go to different lengths to make shit happen. This is true. This is true. Some guys have all the luck. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Uh, you been catch on any TV shit? We're, uh, listeners, we are, so the way we record, we record the same night Snowfall airs, so we can't watch Snowfall, at least me, I can't watch Snowfall till the next day, so we're like a week behind. We Did we talk about episode three? No. No, because we were mad. Yeah. I should have watched it a second time. I feel like this shit is moving a bit fast. You think so? Yeah. Tell like, me. I don't think this last season but it just feels like things are moving really really fast this mm. season yeah well, I mean like the shit Franklin said to Louie at the end of this fucking episode he said it's home bro he's gonna kill Jerome you think so he's gonna fuck it him and Louie are gonna get into it and he's gonna fucking kill Jerome he's gonna kill everybody <laughs> <laughs> well think about Jerome right He's clearly gonna be caught, and he's clearly gonna be caught in the middle of this shit. Yeah. So yeah, what? Yeah, what do you do? Wow. I mean, yeah, I guess you go with your lady in this. You know what I mean? But still, yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Nephew. She got him in a game that he didn't want to be in, and he did it for her. He was just selling. He was just selling weed. Like he was just the nigga on the block selling weed. Um, Say it again. Nephew. Nephew. <laughs> 
I gotta go back and start from the beginning because like the humble beginnings parts be mad interesting. There's a lot of foreshadowing in there. I want to go back and watch those. Yeah, Jerome was just the cool f- muscle nigga in the hood <laughs> was selling weed. <laughs> Nephew came around. He done ruined Leon's life. He yeah, might have he, ruined he, and he, bring oh, back Wanda. I don't know. Say again. Please. Say again. He made Jerome dude, basically. Dude. Bruh. Bruh, shook Jerome life up, bro. His mama in Cuba. Clearly, okay, so now we know. We know that Franklin knows that something happened to his dad. They just keep saying disappeared. Well, see, until, but like we've seen it at the end of the last season. Like Reed is definitely the one in there. Right. In Cuba. But like whenever he's talking to Franklin, he's like, yeah, he pissed off a lot of people in the CIA, which is a right. huge fucking company or business. I mean, whatever the fuck Entity, you want to call it. Yeah. So, I mean, it could have been anybody, but at the same time, we've seen him there. Right. But we didn't see the conversation that they had after Alton started talking. No. And we don't know what Sissy did. Sissy was swinging ass leaving the room, dog. She was happy as hell. Like, I don't know if if she's involved anyhow. So, I gotta, ooh. Oh, yeah, we didn't say, hey, spoilers. Spoiler alert <laughs> for those. Matter of fact, before I even get to this, so what you think about Scully? That seemed like a real escalation, but maybe it seemed like an escalation because we also missed like seven to eight months or mm-hmm. however long, how much time it passed, right? Yeah, he's gotten crazier. <laughs> he's gotten stronger in his spirit. He's on that First Testament <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. That was smart on their part though. Oh yeah. That was sure. smart on their part. Cause they know a homie ain't this is yeah, this is interesting. Okay, so all I was gonna say is have you noticed this is a theory that shout out to boy Brandon. Brandon came up with I can't take I can't take uh the credit for it. Um have you noticed Peaches? We talked about this, but yeah. It we makes talk, sense. We talked about it on air? No. No, we talked about it just me and you. Yeah. Gotta bring it up. So what do you what do you think? I mean, I can't say I'm gonna let you rock that one. So listeners, Snowfall fans, uh the homie Brandon, he we were texting. No, we were talking about it. he says, uh he asked me, hey, you know, look at Peaches. So the theory is that Peaches has AIDS. He's been uh coughing throughout the whole thing. And now, say it again. Got that summer cold. That's what he thinks. You know what I'm saying? But this past episode, and now my guy told me this before I watched it. He told me this before. um, Maybe it was the second episode. I don't remember either way. But uh, they made like a thing about it this past episode. Like, uh, you know, before it was like, you know, you good? Yeah, I'm cool. But now it was like, hey, no, go home, man. Whatever you got, I don't want to give it to my girl and the baby. Uh, no, we didn't shake hands. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Go home. So, I think that's just another step. I think it's another step. I hope not, but it's definitely a good theory. It's the one thing they haven't explored as far as the, the I mean, effects of this shit. I think they're in like 1986 yep. right now. Yep. So, yeah, that's... The time to do it. it. Yep. 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 So, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. That's gonna be rough. 
Um, I think we gave our prediction on the show. I think Franklin loses everything. I think he lives and loses everything. Yeah. Uh, people are going to die. He's going to lose his money. Um, maybe he goes to jail. Like, maybe the – yeah, we said this. Maybe, like, the moral story is, like, the white man is just going to just put you in jail anyway. Like, Reed Thompson. T- t- Teddy. Uh, Teddy. Reed's um, gone. Yeah, Reed's gone. This is this is interesting. Yeah, we'll I see. don't think the last season, though. I don't know. I, I, I do. And the reason you said that you don't, well, you said how fast it's moving, I think that's why. Because, like, look at what we're heading to, right? We're heading to a head-on collision between Franklin and Louie. Some shit you don't just come back from the same way. So, like, after this collision, how do you... Like, what's the next story to tell? Either them getting back together, which you don't just get back together like that. The family falling out like that. Um... Or them beefing. I can't do a season of them beefing. No. You know what I'm saying? So I think everything's coming to a head. He's got too much at stake now. Like, him and Louie. That's what he said at the end. Yeah, him and Louie. Him and Leon's relationship is weird. And it's been weird, he has though. a baby on the way. That's the He has a baby on the way. And he's trying to get out the game. He's trying mm-hmm. to get out of the game. Teddy came yeah. back and fucked it up. So I think too much stuff is coming to a head. I think what's his name? Uh, maybe maybe Eloso kills Teddy and then just goes to Miami at the end. Like, yo, I'm done with all this shit, shorty. Way. Man. Let me tell you what I've been up to, shorty. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I think Teddy arrested. Really? Yeah, because he's not even supposed to be working right now. He's not. Yeah. So get arrested in what way? Like on what charge? Because I don't Fucking, know. If, he's not. Is he feeding info back? No, I don't think so. I think he's just making money right now. Hmm. Hmm. Or honestly, maybe. He goes against the government. Hmm. This next episode is gonna have to show more of his intentions. Well, because basically, like what fucking like what Avi did, accidentally hmm. selling shit to the terrorists. Yeah. yeah. So. Mm. Keep our eyes on it. This next episode is gonna have to show a lot more of his intentions, like why and where. Of of Teddy. I mean, I read the uh, little description. Uh, I'll wait. I know. I wasn't going to say nothing. Yeah, I'll wait. It, it, it's not too much. It's like one sentence. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else has been shaking, man? Um, This Is Us has been limping along. It's building to a climax. It's, it's almost at the end. I know it's your favorite shit. Uh, almost done with Fire. Where you at? I got season five. You're on season five season now? Five. Oh, someone's. I got like. Two or three episodes left of season four. Tried to watch that Lakers Showtime, but it was like one some in the morning. I was already asleep. Uh, so did you go back and watch the actual episodes? No, not the Lakers show, but did you go back and watch the actual episodes of The Wire? Because remember I told you oh, when it played, yeah, yeah. It, it, I no, fell asleep. No. Yeah, so. It only went to like two episodes. Okay. Before, two episodes after. Well, yeah, I was I was asleep. Sleep. That shit took a while. I, I just turned off. I was Say what? I was at Cot. 
I made it. I made a shake. I had to stretch afterward, but it was cool. <laughs> Listen, it was not. It was all good. I ain't even gonna trip. I ain't even gonna trip. Bel Air is dope. Bel Air has been uh, interesting so far. Uh, I finished the Kanye doc. Oh, uh, getting Netflix. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Um, caught like the last. It caught like the part three. Caught like post uh, his mom's death and like all the other Kanye shit. They had kind of split ways for years. Uh, once Kanye blew up, blew up, but then came back mm-hmm. together in the last few years, and that's kind of where the... <laughs> he keeps saying, like, man, I thought the documentary was over. <laughs> Until, and then something new happens. He said, it seemed like a new beginning. And then... <laughs> Say again. Sometimes you say it felt like a new beginning. Man, some form of that, literally, like, three times. Literally. No exaggeration. So that was pretty good. Uh, started Abbott Elementary. I know that's, that was one that you'll love. Uh, it's a uh, sitcom ABC. It's about this uh, this um, underprivileged Philadelphia school and then the interesting gang of teachers. There's the quirky dreamer uh, who's the star of the show. There's a dude from Everybody Hates Chris. He's the uh, stern but focused but has a light side but kind of weird uh on his own new guy he started as a sub and now he uh is a teacher he was gonna he was a sub because the teacher he replaced kicked a kid kick kick <laughs> kicked a kid uh you can't do that no you can't really do that and in the notes it said punted uh <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you know you can't really do that um the uh the sassy south philly girl and then the uh uh elegant tenured black woman teacher um, nah, it's cool little misfits, man. There's a white dude who's been to Africa, so he kind of talks about it. He's kind of quirky, but he means well. Uh, they got it all. They got it all. It's fun. It's Mac you. Um, but yeah, man, let's go. Let's push forward, man. Let's get started. Let's do it. Let's, uh, want to thank y'all for pressing play on episode 148 of the hard camera THC, C-X-L-V-I-I-I, and I am your guy, Jew sitting here with my tag team partner, Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are Booker T and Gold Dust. Big Ren, let me know I can reach you on the social medias, my guy. You got it, dog. Y'all can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at A-Motherfucker, A underscore M-A-A-F-H-U-C-K-A. You can also find me on Snapchat at MoffedUp316, M-A-A-F-F-H-H-D-U-P-316. Check it the fuck out. Proud of me? <laughs> I am. I'm quite proud of you. <laughs> and uh, check me out on Twitter and the Instagrams at Juvidesayuno. That's J-U-V-I-D-E-S-A-Y-U-N-O. Check out the show page. Me and Big Ren on the show page. On Twitter, <laughs> on the instant grams. We didn't talk about the shotgun. Oh. We didn't talk about like a lot of our visit together, which was its own just great time. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun as fuck. It was yeah. fun as fuck. Big Always Ren. Did. Oh, matter of fact, let me finish up. Uh, at the hard camera uh, coverage, witticisms, whatnot, here to for the setter of Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, uh, Google Podcast, content that, um, fuck, help me out, bro. Spills beer all over my vintage carpet. Yes, and hopes that it is stain-resistant content that will hopefully help us pay our bills. Uh, yeah, man, Big Ren had me out here shotgunning tall boys. 25 ouncer. Bruh, I can't even do the regular joint all the way. But it was cool, because here's the thing. 
I figure if I even like semi master tall boys, now it's a lot of beer spilled that I'll individually and a lot of beer left in the can. I'll drink it, right? I'll drink it eventually. I'll get there. But if I can semi quarter master tall boys, then I could probably knock out a regular joint eventually. I mean, if you just did a quarter of a tall boy, that's only a half of a twelve. Not ounce. like literally six ounces. Not literally. I didn't say semi the tall boy. I meant semi master the art of it. Anyway, bibs on them fucking tall boys. Say I do with me. I'm just saying, dude. Salute, it's tight. salute to him it's tight. <laughs> and y'all. <laughs> My throat doesn't work that way. You just gotta like, I don't know, man. Like I said, dude. Like I've always been chugging shit since I was. A <laughs> yes. You know, so yes. it's just in it's just in my blood now. What's the uh, now? You taught me like the actual motion. What was the motion you got to do uh, to swing up? Uh huh. Then like a certain throat pattern. You gave me like a certain. <laughs> <laughs> I know if you would do it. I know if you would do it. Open that fucker up. That guck guck. I ain't got it in me, okay. dog. I, I don't know. You just gotta try to drink fast. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I ain't got it in me. I ain't got it in me. I'll figure it's it out. Man. It's all good, man. I'll I'll, I'll expand my talents. Outside, though, next time. One more time. Do it outside. <laughs> well, it started raining. Yeah. It was raining like an MF. Either oh, they got power at work that night, too. So I'm so well, glad I didn't have to work. Hey, well, that sucks to suck. Some guys yeah. have all the luck. That's right. You know? Dig it, man. We had AEW Revolution 2020. We have to talk about how we did. Big Ren went 6 of 9, sitting at 95 of 133 matches predicted, 71.42%. You got Juve went 8 of 9. 103 of 133, 77.44%. At this point, man, we got like 11 billion uh, matches left between NXT and WrestleMania. I'm trying to hit 80%. That's my goal. I'm trying to get it up to 80. I'm chilling. Yeah. You, uh, I feel like I got this locked up. See, there you go. Yeah. The tortoise in the hair. Some guys have all the luck. Shit, this ain't luck. I, I picked every single one of these matches. Chinga. Shit. Hell no, man. Big Ring, what'd you think of uh, Revolution 2022? You kidding me? <laughs> it stomped the fuck out of last year's. <sighs> yeah. And I'm like, I mean, I'm like comparing the two like that because, I mean, they were both good shows, but this one was just, man. Dude, this was a good fucking are, uh... show, dude. When the when the biggest complaint that you can have is, damn, it was a long show. Like, yeah. such a weird complaint. It was a long-ass show, too, dude. It was like it was. five hours. It was long, but it was all good shit. It was good shit. But like, damn, this is, man, this is, listen, man, this is a whole lot of good shit. Damn. It's too much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Honestly, like, if we were there live... Like, I would have been so fucking wore out after being actually there. Yes. And because the thing, too, right, it affected some of the matches, a couple of the matches. Oh, yeah. It affected, you know, it affected the women's matches. Mm-hmm. It was the women's matches. Because yeah. um, the Jade and Ty Conti match, which I didn't have a lot of heat going into anyway, 
that was right that was right after the CM Punk match, right? Yeah. And Britt Baker, uh that was right after Moxley and Danielson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they got some bad placement on those, but I mean, what else are you gonna do? Somebody had to follow those matches, and those were the two matches that had the the, the I would say the least amount. Well, the tornadoes match, but that was such an attraction match. It was a tornado <laughs> trios match with Sting, yeah. so that kind of had to get some kind of placement. Um, yeah, no, great show, and, and, and I guess maybe the too long complaint maybe does affect it from being like a ten out of ten. Yeah, because it's it's a double edged sword, right? It was so long that it affected a couple matches. Well, let's say you took those two matches out. Like, yeah, it's a more concise show, but then the crowd might be a little worn out from. You'd have to you'd have to rearrange all those matches. We still would have been at like four and a half hours, four hours and fifteen minutes for the show. Well, I mean, like because the crowds, the emotional highs of some of those matches, yeah. like that's why it affected some of the matches after it. Like, can you keep up that same emotional emotionality without those two matches? You know what I'm saying? It's a harder it's a harder pull. You know what I mean? If they yeah, did short, sure. so um, I loved it though, man. I thought Revolution was great. I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, Let's start at the beginning, man. Eddie Kingston. And let's tie in. We might as well tie it into, you know, Dynamite as well. This was an interesting Dynamite. Uh, yep. Dude, Dude, they had too much shit going on for this episode, though. There was a lot happening. Yeah. They, re- they started a lot of new stories. A lot That's of good. new stories. Literally, I mean, shit. Literally every segment. Because even with, you know, no, we'll get to it. Because I was going to say, even with the Adam Cole thing, that's starting a new story. And we'll veer off. Um yeah, let's start with this one, man. To start of a new story, Eddie Kingston defeats Chris Jericho, and Ooh. not by pinfall. He made him tap. Yeah, talk to me about this match. How you like it? I'm glad he did, man. Yeah, man, so glad he finally got a, a quote unquote big win. Right. You know he deserved it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. He just went out there and gave it his all, and then fucking the promos that he hit tonight or on on Wednesday on Wednesday those have been the uh the focal point of both of their respective feuds in different ways though like an Eddie Kingston feud is promo heavy because he's so great on the microphone and his style of wrestling can carry it but the emotion and the rawness he brings to a feud makes you want to watch Chris oh, yeah. Jericho is promo based because sorry to cut you off. Chris Jericho's promo based because it's Chris Jericho, so he can get by on the name. And the matches have been kinda, you know, middling. Like attitude era. Well, his matches back then were a lot more. They was they was they was hidden. Yeah. But like most of the you know what I'm saying? It was all about the stories back then. And Jericho's matches feel like a best of lately. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of rough, but this no, this ma- go ahead. No, 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 no. I was, I was laughing. Yeah, this match was good. Excuse me. It, I was surprised I had to open up the show, but um, it, uh, that was a good one to open it with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You grab the crowd immediately. Um, technical, but a fight. Yeah. Different than the other technical but a fight match that we'll talk about, but a different kind of fight. Uh, but no, man, Eddie Kingston locking it down. Now we have the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, we have ousted Santana and Ortiz from the inner circle, 
and uh, Jericho and Hager, and I, oh, they did it. They they did it very smooth. Oh yeah. When two like- came down, like I instantly was like, "Damn!" But they laid Jericho down as if they were jumping Jericho, but they weren't jumping Jericho. No, they didn't do shit to him. They put a knee on him. They didn't stomp him. They just put you know put his knee on they just you out of the way for a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. And then Santana Ortiz came down, you know, man, fist bump from last week. Um, this is, this is, I, I, we'll, we'll see what's up. I don't like the name. I don't like the name. No, the name is weak. But <laughs> I like this smooth transition of, of Kingston, Ortiz, and Santana. Um, Literally the name Inner Circle 2.0. <laughs> right there. It was right there. I said it out loud myself. Oh, what's the name? Okay, the Inner Circle 2.0. It's literally right there. <laughs> Maybe it was too close to the basket. Like, <laughs> I mean, the Jericho Appreciation Society is a lot more like egotistical. A lot of words. It's a lot of syllables, like a motherfucker, right? But yeah. maybe giving it that whole new name stops you from comparing it to the inner circle. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know. I still like the Inner Circle 2.0. Cause we're gonna compare them anyway. It's Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. We're gonna compare them anyway. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. New team, new squad, man. I wonder how Sammy Guevara takes this. Oh, uh, I don't know. I feel like he's gonna take some time off after tonight. I would say so too. I would say so too. I mean what they say it was like Eight matches in nine weeks, or nine matches in ten weeks. Ten matches had. in eight weeks, or something like that. Yeah, uh, tenth defense, something like that. Yeah, but a lot of matches. A lot. A lot yeah. of matches. Um, yeah, my, yeah, let's go there. Uh, the 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 fight for the the face of the uh, Revolution ladder match. Uh, came through on that one, man. Wardlow comes through, grabs should've, a brass ring. I should have stuck with that one. Listen, man. Got roll with your boy. Your boy. You boy. Yeah. Um, talk to me, man. How'd you like the ladder match? It was a banger, man. <laughs> three big ass dudes out there just getting after in a ladder match. I mean, yeah. obviously there was Kristen Cage and uh, fucking goddamn it, Starks. And Pretty Ricky, what they call him? Orange Cassidy. But fuck, dude, this match was about the big guys. It had its chapters about it. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you're right. The big, the big, big hosses. Um, sitting with you, man. I was like, I'm sitting in the in sitting with you. Like, hell no, Ricky Starks about to win this match. Like, <laughs> the match started. <laughs> match starts like, no, no, no. Ricky Reed's gonna win this match. And I was thinking that because of all of the focus on the three big guys. Um, all the folks are three big guys. Orange Cassidy is Orange Cassidy. He's like the what's the WWF equivalent to like the guy you can just throw in different places. Santino. Maybe, maybe he was in a he. Yeah, maybe. I'm gonna figure. I'm gonna figure that out. Um, not quite the comedy character lane, but like the guy you just throw in there. Um, and Christian Cage was like they said it was his twenty second ladder match. 22 ladder matches. I thought you said way more than that, honestly. Fuck, man. 22 ladder matches. So, he's the veteran who's done ladder matches. This was fun. 
This was really fun. The story broke down two different ways to me. Like, the first halves, I should say. The first half of the match was, hey, this is what we used to do with ladders in my day. Christian smacking dudes with ladders. Like, hey, this is what we this is what we used to do. The second half of it was, okay, this is what we can do with ladders now. Ow. That spot where Wardlow and Keith Lee held up the ladder. That was tight. Hey, Orange Cassidy hit the pull up. That was hard. That was tight. He could have won it though. He was <laughs> yeah, he could have won it. Drop the ladder, B. Just drop like what are you doing? Um the moment where he climbed up all three of their backs, that was fun too. Yeah. That was fun too. Um Here's where the match kind of like didn't it did not fall off a cliff by no means, but kind of like lost a little heat, lost a little stamina for me. And it makes me a little nervous about Wardlow just a little bit. Babyface Wardlow just a little bit. Um, he cleared the entire ring, right? He launched Orange Cassidy. No, that was Keith Lee. Keith Lee launched Orange Cassidy. But then he tossed Powerhouse Hobbs. He clotheslined Keith Lee over the top. And the crowd went crazy. Yeah. And Wardlow was like, ah, oh, yeah, nigga, Wardlow. Ah, <laughs> That's what I do. And with the crowd going crazy, history tells me you have two options. You could, A, you could try to win the fucking match. It's a ladder match and all your opponents are gone. Or you can dive off the top rope onto all five opponents, right? And Wardlow said, ah, Wardlow, nigga. And then just uh, walked out of the ring. Like he didn't manage the heat moment. No. You know what I mean? I don't think, I mean, I don't think, honestly, he's not going to win the title. I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't think so either. Him and MJF, which is fine with me. Yeah. Because he's going to have to deal with fucking Sean Spears. Before we we go there, he had, no, I don't think he's going to win the title either. But before we go there, the other part that got me, it was also Wardlow related. I think it was a little unnecessary and maybe a little convoluted them fighting all the way up to the announcer's table. Yeah. To work point. in that that spot there. Like, yeah, I get it. This is the, the lengths you had to go through to get rid of the other two hosses. But, like, no. Nah. It was super unnecessary. It was a little unnecessary, right? I mean, and that could have shaved time off of the card. <laughs> you know? Knocking, I mean, them like, out, knocking that out. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, I bet that power bomb at the end didn't. That could have. That I'm sure that didn't feel good. Uh, pretty Ricky, pretty Ricky to call him. Um, so yeah, no, I don't think Warlow's gonna win the title either. Um, before we and actually before we expand on Warlow because I think Warlow will take us to the next match. Um, what happens for the next? The rest of the guys. What's next for Christian or Hobbs or Starks? Stocks. Ricky Stocks. Oh, he's gonna have to get out of the hospital first because he's definitely fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that didn't. That, I'm sure that didn't feel right. Um, uh, but Christian's gonna be rocking with uh, Jurassic Express. We getting that? Uh, we getting that turn anytime soon? Once they lose the title, I think. Gotta lose the titles first, right? Yeah. There's a lot of tag teams. Uh, Keith Lee's gonna be going at it with uh, QT Marshall. QT Marshall, yeah. I thought we were going to see Keith Lee and Ricky Starks. 
or Keith Lee and Hobbs. Um, I kind of want to see Keith Lee and Ricky Starks. Yeah, I do too. And like, yeah. I think they keep the big dudes away from each other for a little bit. I feel that. Let's build some shit up, you know. Hobbs is about to get a look. I think Hobbs is going to get a little bit of a look. He's ranked number two. Yeah. Sneaky. Right, and here's the thing: we could talk about the rankings of AEW and how maybe some people think that like they're bullshit and arbitrary, but that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay because no matter how arbitrary they are, right? Especially when we talk about the ideas of diversity and people are concerned about concerned about diversity in AEW. Well, Scorpio Sky just won a TNT Championship. They're 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 confusing diversity and tokenism, but that's another conversation we've already had. But yeah. but. Powerhouse Hobbs is about to get a look. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would venture to say Powerhouse Hobbs could fuck around and be Adam Page's, like, mid-pay-per-view feud. I'd be fine with that. They book many feuds from pay-per-view to super big dynamite, super big dynamite to pay-per-view, and then the paths converge. So I think Hobbs could turn around, could fuck around and be that next big, that big gunslinging bad guy that the Cowboy has to come in. And and you know what I'm saying save the save the town from. So I'd be at, I mean because I was kind of expecting Lance Archer to have a little bit longer of a feud with Adam Page, uh-huh. but yeah, just seemed like to be a two week deal. In and out, make him look tough, and and make it shake. Um, I really, 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 really liked when Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs looked at each other. It was like, fuck it, man. Shook hands and then raced for it. I thought that was just so fucking cool. That worked. It showed loyalty. It showed, like, friendship. It's like a Royal Rumble, like when you throw your your homie over. It's like, sorry. And it's different from the Rumble because, like, with the Rumble, you have to physically throw someone out, right? True. But with the ladder match, it was, you my guy, I'm your guy, I'm not going to fight you. We just bring it home for the squad. Let's shake hands. Let's have a race. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Beach racing for it. I really like that 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 bit of like unity right there. Um, I think that a lot of black factions are kind of like making that a point in wrestling. Together. Staying together, solidarity, unity. Um, the New Day is, of course, the chief chief prime example. Um, I think the Street Profits, when they split, I would hope it would be amicable. And I think that's something they would probably fight for, it to be oh. amicable. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that's just kind of interesting to see. The Hurt Business, not so much. <laughs> not, not so much. <laughs> but uh, then they got back together, and then they didn't. So brothers fight, I guess. Maybe that's what they're saying. Brothers fight. Who knows, man? Um, but yeah, Wardlow. I don't think he's gonna win the championship. Scorpio Sky, the new AEW TNT champion. Um, I kind of had a feeling he was gonna. I didn't think he was gonna win it when we were watching the Revolution. I was like, oh, he's not gonna win it. Once Dynamite started, I was like, nah, he's gonna win this. He's gonna win this. Yeah. I think this is like his third TNT championship match. Yeah, I think you're correct. Yeah, and they went out of their way to say, man, he hasn't lost in a year. Now, I looked at it, they said 364, 364 days, would have said 13 and 0. I said, he only had 13 matches in a year? <laughs> Once a month, I guess, but, you know, 
Um, but yeah, Scorpio Sky over Sammy Guevara. It was also super clear to me that he was going to win when Sammy Guevara tried to bust a 630 through a table. He ate that table. Yeah. Every piece of that table. Yeah. We're tying in different stories. Let's go to the let's go to the six man tag now because we're talking about Sammy Guevara. I was going to talk about the TNT Championship and Wardlow, but the six man tag. That Spanish fly. Now, Mark Quinn, sorry, not Mark Quinn. Isaiah Cassidy, like he landed safely because he landed kind of lower back. He didn't fuck his head up. Yeah. Is that a necessary spot? No. It's not. It's different than Sting diving onto people who are already on the table. Yeah. But he hit a backflip off that pillar through a table, missed one. Else. Yeah. When we've already had the prior history of Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy, how that went. Um and Sammy just be doing shit. You know what I don't we know what I hate in wrestling? Is when someone goes to the top rope and then does the oh man, I'm crazy sign. <laughs> oh man, I'm crazy. Uh, and then ooh, they stick their tongue out. Mm, I'm I'm crazy. Mm. But like he's done, you know, crazy spots like that. Um, maybe a little unnecessary, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, what do you think of that match? The six man tag. It was fun. Mm. I mean, it was it was what we thought was going to happen. You know what I mean? It serves, it yeah. It serves a greater purpose of like, yeah, what we were talking about. Um, Matt Hardy leaving the 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 Andrade Hardy family office. We're getting kicked out of the Andrade Hardy uh, Andrade <laughs> Hardy family office, uh, leading to the debut of Jeff Hardy. He was pretty stoked to be there. It looks like he was energized, Bruh, I would be too if you release me. Tell the world I was probably on drugs. And then not release my clean test. Yeah. When really I was just kind of sick of y'all's bullshit anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And they got to use old Hardy Boys music. Yep. I wonder if they will. Able- now that Hardy Boys music is actually stock music. So that wasn't like created by the by the WWE. That's actually stock music. I rem- And I only know that because I uh, heard it on like Spike TV. Like twenty years ago, like those are the little things, the weird things you remember about life. Yep. Yeah, those are the weird things you remember about life. Hearing the Hardy Boys music on some stock regular ass Spike TV show with monster trucks on a Sunday. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, America. <laughs> um. So, plus, I think Jeff Hardy had been using his theme song, like his own song, in the WWE. Um. I wonder if they can get that song. Probably not. Because, well, that's tough, right? Because WWE yeah. probably had to pay some kind of license to use it, but that's literally Jeff Hardy's band's song. Like, literally his. I don't even know who was in a band. Yeah. It's. <laughs> so well, it's, it's. I don't even want to know. <laughs> you got to know. So it's called Peroxygen, but it's spelled, it's spelled so like P-R-O, right? And then Oxy, like of oxygen, but the Oxy is spelled O-X, 
W H Y. No. And then there's a question mark. And then Jin, G E N. So it looks like Perox Y Jin with a question mark in the middle, but yeah, Peroxygen, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's your boy. No, I'm, see, I even never even knew this. <laughs> you look very disappointed. On the guest list or nothing. You look very disappointed. <laughs> uh, Jeff Hardy has made it, man. Um, so we got our Hardy Boy reunion. We have an instant feud with the with the Andrade family office. There's an eight man tag if they want it. There's a story of Sting and Jeff Hardy's past. There's the Long-time enigma, Jeff Hardy, looking at his uh, young protege in the face, Sting. That's a little mini. Would that be like a little mini stable? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, we don't got to just lump all the goth guys together. I mean, you kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Grandfather goth and Sting. His little... Little uh, Neff. Little, <laughs> little goth Neff. You know what I'm saying? Big bro, and then Matt Hardy, who like has to be there by proxy, but he has like a, a few different sides to him. He's 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 super uncool, but like it's his crib, so you gotta let him in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll let you back in your own house, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, keep keeping an eye on that. Um, let's see, let's go back to the TNT Championship because Wardlow. He's going to face Scorpio Sky. I don't think he's going to win. Why do no. you think he's not going to win? Sean Spears is going to come out for sure. And then comes MJF. You think we get MJF to return uh, next week? I mean, I guess we don't really need it. Sean Spears is all we really need right now. I was I'm so glad you said Sean Spears because I was like, okay, he he's not gonna win because MJF. But I was gonna be like, well, with MJF, would that be him returning too soon? Yeah. And I first somehow forgot about Sean Spears when Sean Spears would clearly be that first step. Because he didn't just turn his back on MJF, he turned his back on Sean Spears. Yeah. Who is still tied with MJF. So um, in, is FTR still with them dog i don't know that escalated kind of quickly yeah them firing tully blanchard like it escalated quickly i don't know why he put his hands on tully i didn't know like that just seemed a little (laughs) seemed a little much um dax or or cash hey hey this is about family and you you ain't it you're fired you're fired what damn like and then cut to a commercial break, like nothing even happened. It was kind of, yeah. No, they cut to the Andrade Hardy family office oh, interview, which seemed a little rushed in itself. The, whole, this, the episode last week kind of seemed a bit rushed. The go home? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, like the the episode after. This past interview. one. Yeah. yeah. Starting a lot of new stories. They started a lot of new stories. Now they can spread it, it out a little bit more, but. Say again. Threw a match in because the uh, the heavyweight championship match ran went got over too fast. That's what they said. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Where did you see that? Yeah, at? They in Utah. That's what they said. Yeah. They said it right after the match. That it went too short. Like it would. Like it didn't go as long as they thought it would. 
So they added another match. Oh, the co- okay. Huh, okay. Word. Was it the commentator said that? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how much I take that, but that that is kind of a weird thing to say. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah that is kind of interesting. Um, I thought he was going to choose top flight. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, but we're we're seeing the uh, small cracks in the friendship of Hangman Page and, and the Dark Order. Um, falling back into old habits, man, not being the best friend to his friends. But, I mean, I feel him like, what's he going to do, right? If two people walk up to you, the tag team champions, and like, man, I want to fight those dudes, man. Yeah, it's tight. Come fight with me. Can we fight with you, bro? Like, <laughs> if you just caught in that moment, like, I got in a little bit of trouble because of how we went to the Rumble. Because it was just like, we had to, I had to make a decision in 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, he had to make a decision in 15 seconds. And, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I feel him, but the Dark Order is tight. I didn't like him at first, but I like him now. Dark Order? Yeah. Yeah. I'm that way about the acclaimed. Yeah. I didn't really like him, but they're they're slowly winning me over. Yeah. They're slowly winning me over. Great showing in a tag team match. Say it again? Yeah, they're they're great every match they do. It was a great showing in the uh, the tag team match with uh, the Jurassic Express. Um, I keep finding ways. Like we, I, I keep trying to find ways to get into the dog collar match. We'll get there, but we're in a tag team title match. Um, yeah, the three way Jurassic Express beating Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. Man, talk to me. That's exactly what we thought was going to happen, and it seems like they're still pissed off at each other. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, it was good. It was. It was good. You know, it was a fun match. Mm. I can't really call anything else on it. I mean, you don't, seem, oh, you don't seem overly impressed. I really wasn't. Mm, just okay. because, like, we knew that was going to happen. I mean, like, and that's not a bad thing, but it just, I don't know. It seemed like just the most it's foregone conclusion. All flat a little bit. Got you. When I'm talking about it here. Yeah. It's the only thing I can think about is the dog car match. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll get there. We'll get there next. Um, <laughs> I like... I like this match. It was, um, like we said, we knew it was going to be Jurassic Express, but we also knew they had to, like, go over strong uh, mm-hmm. and not look like they lucked into it. Um, I liked how they you know, they made it a focus to where at least one of them would be in the match the entire time because they knew, you know, it could go it could go left without it. And they showed that, you know, the commentators told a great story of how when they were actually tagged out finally that, Oh shit! This is a bad look for them. How are they gonna get back in, right? Yeah. Um, so the finish. I mean, yeah, there were moments where they were saved from being beat, and then there were moments where like Jungle Boy was a, just a survivor. Um. So the finish made them look good, man. They they eliminated both Red Dragon and the Young Bucks instead of the Bucks and Red Dragon eliminating themselves, which is a, an important look. And then hitting the uh, the Thoracic Express. Uh, on Matt Jackson for the uh, the the one two three, um, we know what's happening next with the Bucks and Red Dragon. We can uh, we can we can lump that into the Cole Page recap. Um, who's next for Jurassic Express? Um, fuck. That's so hard to tell because there's so many fucking tag teams right now. Stacked. They stack stack. I mean, like, it won't be 
Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black or mm. Brody King. No. It won't be John Moxley and Dang Brian Danson. Uh, who else did they have? I mean, shit, FTR, they got to figure something out. But FTR is looking at both the Bucks and Red Dragon, so interesting. Yeah. But they're also talking about family. This is about family. So maybe they're the first few for the Hardys after uh, after the, the family office. Um, I could see that. This tag division is Stidak, Stididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididididid
So people are happy that he's back. There might be some people who might be still mad that he left in the first place. Well, they're gonna have to get over that. Well, <laughs> he knows you can't just tell people to get over that. This thing, uh, this thing means a lot of things to a lot of different people. Yeah, this crazy fucking art form. You know what I mean? Um, and it became clear to me, yeah, when he was standing over CM Punk with the microphone talking shit, I was like, okay. Uh, MJF literally is the devil himself, like he said in the yeah, promo. He, he was the devil, the last devil in CM Punk's life. Um, yeah, epic match. They tried it with the thumbtacks. I guess he's still landing on some of the tacks. Uh, they tried it. Um, it's fine. He didn't land all the way on it. That makes it, you know, more real. You know, instead of measured. Um, we had no. the Wardlow turn, and we had the Wardlow turn. We finally had it. He, uh, quote-unquote, misplaced the ring until he found it. And uh, CM Punk did the D. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me. Yeah, I mean, fucking finally, dude. Like, I wasn't the biggest Wardlow fan from the start. But once he started doing all of his just squash matches every fucking week. <laughs> the Powerbomb Symphonies. And, like, the dude's not even that bad on the mic. Like, I've definitely heard worse people. He was okay. Yeah. Wasn't like, bad. he seemed... Up there, he didn't like stutter, he didn't get too fast, he didn't go too slow. Yeah, he did everything what he was supposed to do, and it, it was the introductory. This is who I really am. Promo, yeah, exactly. Baby face, yeah. Handed the ring over. This will be uh, this will be interesting because MJF mm-hmm. can't come back too soon. He has to sell that, but he also but has his guy but, Sean Spears. Say it again. But Sean Spears is there. Yep. And he's going to, uh, on behalf of, of Mr. Friedman, um, we'll probably see, I would say, let's look at it this way. So, hell, Sean Spears probably costs, um, costs Wardlow the match against Scorpio Sky. They'll set up Wardlow versus Sean Spears in two weeks, right? What's that, March 30th? And then, that's I think when we, that's when we get the return of MJF. Probably. It's going to have to be. Give it three, four weeks, four weeks, uh, three, four weeks to sell. Sell the beating. Um, we'll still maybe only get one MJF match, and then maybe we see Wardlow MJF at double or nothing. When CM Punk come back? I don't know. He doesn't need to for a while, honestly. He doesn't need to because there's time to build his story. I know he's talking about wanting to go for the title. Yeah, I've seen to go that. for the title. Um, interesting, interesting, interesting. I think we're, we, by the end of the year, I think by the end of the year, CM Punk turns heel. I mean, what else, what else is going to do? I think that's a, that'd be a great new chapter. This first time, this first bit of the time, he, yeah, it's him. This is Bret Hart run. This is yeah. his Bret Hart came back run. He did the Bret Hart combo in the chain match, and, and, I, and they didn't mention on commentary. He hit him with the punch of the gut with the chain, then the side rushing leg sweep. He didn't do the backbreaker, but he did do the elbow off the middle ropes. He's been winning matches like Bret. He, he did Bret Hart tribute matches. I, yeah, yeah. This is, he's on his Bret Hart shit. He's going to spit on Tony Khan. Boom. He has a thing, right? Bret Hart eventually turned heel. He had to get through his first feud. 
first chapter of his feud. So now the first part was he's getting the love back. He's getting all the love. Now he's got to prove that he can still go. So he had a match with Daniel Garcia, Bobby Fish. He was on that run. Gets to Eddie Kingston, the guy, the first guy who was like, I don't give a fuck at you back. You've been an asshole to me forever. Like, I don't give a fuck that you're here. Right? That first roadblock. Fuck around. Here we are. The last demon. So now he go maybe he goes for the championship. He doesn't win it. He doesn't win it. I still think I'm still of the belief that Miro is the guy, but I'm less and less. There's still MJF lurking. Still MJF lurking. He has to get through this Wardlow feud first, double or nothing. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, I, so if maybe it's CM Punk and cage match or something. Honestly, which one? Well, I mean, yeah, Wardlow and MJF. Can it be a cage match? It's gonna have to be. Well, shit, we about to see one next week. I know. So, um, cage matches that often. Yeah. AEW. Right. Right. Um, but needed, go for it. Say it again. Whatever it's needed, can go for right, it. Go for it. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, but yeah, I think CM Punk turns heel after he loses to Adam Page. I don't know who the person would be. I don't know if it's Adam Page that he turns on or or who that person would be. But I think CM Punk is a doofy heel turn. Uh, the summer, the summer of Punk. Yeah, we got the summer of Punk coming again. Summer of Punk three. Mark it here, hey. Mark it here. The summer Look, of it. Punk three is coming. Uh, he about to run wild. He about to wild out. I think he would fit in really well with the uh, Moxley Danielson thing. Oh yeah, that would be kind of hard. Yeah, that would be really really hard. Danielson, Punk and Regal, bruh, bruh. Let's go to that match, man. Moxley and Danielson. Uh, Mox takes it. Had to let y'all know. Hey. Mox takes it in the roll-up. It was an awkward finish. It was. Because it was just a surprise to everybody. Like, I would say that was the plan, but it was just a surprise to everybody. But that was a fucking... That was probably my second match of the night, honestly. Banger. Those two dudes went out there and just beat the piss out of each other. Big banger. Yeah. And, and fucking William Regal comes out. Holy shit. They started and bleeding at the same time. It slapped the shit out of both of them. But... Yeah. He started, yeah, they started bleeding at the same time. Perfect. That was really cool. That was nice. really, really cool. Say again? Nice little touch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This was technical, but a fight. Just two bullies bullying each other. And, yeah, just fighting. Danielson is so motivated. Oh, yeah. Moxley is new, newly motivated, you know what I'm saying? Sober. Um, William Regal's fucking motivated. Big time motivated. That promo? Yeah, he was fucking, he starting to tear up. Yeah, yeah. Shit was real. Bruh. Motivated. This is, uh, this is gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Do you think it lasts to double or nothing? I hope. I hope. They've got to have at least one pay-per-view match. I mean, like, as a tag team. As a team? What do you think they go for the tag titles? No, I don't think they will. You don't think they make it that far? No. I don't know, though. I mean, I don't know. I'm noticing that William Regal walked out with Brian Danielson. Now, of course, Moxley, yeah, he, he 
there's there's a trust there, but he's he's still walking by himself. But Danielson walked out with William Regal, and they walked out of the heel tunnel. Yeah, I noticed that. Because for well, a while, when Brian started his bullshit, he was walking out of the face tunnel. Now, yeah. the last few weeks, he has walked out of the heel tunnel, but Regal walked with him. So I don't know if that's just so much to watch out for. Moxley. That they turn on Moxley. Yeah. So he always walks alone, though. He does, except for Eddie Kingston. Yeah, that's different, though. It is different. Yeah, <laughs> it's different. Um, great match there. Um, we've kind of skipped over them because they kind of didn't hit the same way as the others. Let's start with the TBS championship, man. Jay Cargill defends the title over Ty Conti. She's looking better and better every time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know who who's next for her, but I like that they took the time to explain what that kiss was about. <laughs> <laughs> she called it her kiss of death. Um, I wonder how that'll jive, considering Bianca's finish was called the KOD. But King of Diamonds, yeah, ain't no King of Diamonds. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, cool little match, cool little match. Um, it started a little sports entertaining ish for me at first, with uh, Anna J and you know Smart Mark Sterling and whatnot. But turned to something serviceable. I didn't think the you know I think it was ever in doubt. But yeah, Jade coming along, man. Jump, she she she's coming along. Um, Ty Conti seems to be starting a feud alongside Sammy Guevara against Paige Van Zant. But yeah, uh, say again. The way that was on Wednesday, that was. <laughs> yeah. Um, who do you think is next for Jay Cargo? Ooh, I just got an idea. I, I have no idea. Maybe Let's, not next, next. Maybe this is double or nothing. Maybe they hold off. Say again? Unless we get a new person added to the roster. Right. Has she beaten Ruby Wright? Probably, yeah. Ruby Soho. Yeah. Sorry, we haven't seen her in yeah. a while. That wasn't that wasn't my pick, but my pick is um, Serena Deeb. Okay, but I think yes. maybe we hold off on that. Soho in the tournament. Got you, got you. I and think, that was, that was a pretty bad one. But. Yeah, yeah. The next, yeah. I think we see maybe Jade and Serena Deeb. Maybe that's maybe that's double or nothing. Because Serena Deeb, the professor, has been doing these five-minute rookie challenges. Jay Cargill is a rookie. Yeah, for sure. So maybe Jay, she runs to a couple more people, and then Serena's like, yo, listen, I'm fucking Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb. You're still a rookie with your, with your green hair. All right? Like, let me show you how it's done, playboy, and let me take your title real quick. Maybe that's... 35 and 0. I don't I don't see her losing anytime soon though. No. I don't either. I don't either. Whoever does that, that's going to be that's going to be huge. That's yeah. going to be huge. Um but yeah, I think maybe yeah, Jade Cargill Serena Deeb at double or nothing. I think that's a really good look too. Interesting. Okay. Uh, let's go to the AW Women's Championship match, man. We actually uh we picked this one wrong. But 
none of us were, I don't think any of us were really confident. Shout out to Matt from Wraith. He did a great job, by the way. Um, I don't think any of us were like truly fully confident once Sunday came around. I wasn't confident during us talking about it. Then Sunday came around. I was like, nah, DMD is going to take this, I think. It was a weird match, wasn't it? It, I think it suffered from the lack of a build, the lack of the interaction in the build, but also, well, hell, the six-man tag that we saw the week before probably didn't help, but also it came right after, uh, was the ladder match or the dog collar match? No, Danielson and Moxley. Yeah. So, like, and that, the William Regal debut. So I think it was more just a victim. It was also a victim of placement as far as as far as kind of building it up, though. It did kind of seem to be not quite going through the motions, but they they, they were getting through the match. They had to get they were getting through the match. It just there there wasn't a lot of steam on this one. Mm-hmm. You know, it just and like you said, it just it kind of seemed they they were just getting through it. They yeah. weren't have match. They were just getting through it. Yeah. Thunder Rosa has that feel like she doesn't trust anybody in wrestling. I mean, I don't really like the fact that she's getting another title shot so soon. Well, we'll, we'll get there in a second. I um, I was watching some of the – I watched it again, and there were a couple spots there where, you know, they were trying to build up to, like, a great false finish. But Thunder Rosa would, like, put her forearms up. Like, before the count started, and I'm like, okay. like, And I get, like, psychologically, maybe that makes sense. Like, hey, you don't want to be fully pinned. But, like, if you're trying to create a dramatic false finish in wrestling, like. Can't be doing all that. Eat, eat the pin and then kick out the last second, right? Don't just give it yeah. away. Um, so some of that, you know, didn't, didn't contribute. But I, I'm not mad she's getting it. I'm not mad she's getting another another, another shot. Um, she had to deal with a lot of outside interference. Mm-hmm. So much outside interference from uh, Rebel and Jamie Hayter. Um, and also this match for one is a steel cage match. So they've built to it like it makes sense for these two, and because of the whole you know outside interference. But also it's in her hometown. Yeah, that means she's gonna lose. <laughs> That's funny as shit. Uh, you think so for real? I mean, we'll see how next week goes. I think she takes it. I think she finally takes it. My initial run, my initial view of Britt Baker's title run was that eventually she would face Thunder Rosa, and my thought was that she would beat Thunder Rosa and then lose to Jay Cargill. But now we again we have the TBS Championship, um, so she beat Thunder Rosa. But it was, you know, kind of not full of shenanigans, but shenanigan-esque. And they have the few that calls for it. I think, yeah, I think this is the one. I think we get the main event. So they're going to main event fucking uh, Dynamite. This is Trish versus Lita. This is AEW's Trish versus Lita. True. And uh, so they, they'll, they'll main event the main show in a special match. And then Lita finally, I mean, Thunder Rosa uh, finally takes it uh, in, in the hometown. Uh, the main event, man. Let's go to the main event. Hangman Adam Page defends his championship against Adam Cole Bay Bay. Talk to me, dog. What do you think? <laughs> I mean, to me again, the doubt the ending was never in doubt, but it was a great match. 
Yeah. Um, it was a great match, man. Um, if you watch the buy-in, the return of uh, Don Callis kind of even helped give it away a little bit more. Um, I mean, you said Adam Cole made a great transitional champion. So, yeah, he was giving him his props, but, like, not giving him his props. Setting the seed for, you know, the next part of the story. So, I think this match was more so, yeah, it had its influences in, you know, Adam versus Adam, uh, their personal story. Shout out to the crowd for their dope ass chance. Hey, yeah, the crowd was on it. They killed it, man. Let's go, Adam. Adam sucks. That was great. Uh, this is Adam. That was funny. Uh, I was just tonight, or I was just thinking that they don't really. The crowd doesn't really have too many chants, like until it's the big ones. Yeah, the smarter crowds and the shit. True. This is awesome chance. That's shit. very rare. Yeah, they don't just say it's awesome. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I'm so over that champ. Um, but no, dope match, man. I think it just served as a means to the next chapter in both of their lives. Um, Adam Cole's been pinned for a story with the whole, the how this thing is going with the elite. Um, yeah. You know, the six-man tag. Like, he was building up to, it sounded like the Bucks. I got two young men who throw a party. They're two of my best friends. And it was like, dude, if it has anything with Hangman, like, not count aside. He's like, I wasn't even going to pick you, bro. <laughs> I thought he was actually going to pick, like, one person from each team. Like, maybe Kyle and Matt. But he's like, I wasn't even going to pick you, bro. Like, so self-centered, right? Um, Hangman doesn't even really need the title. I mean, not Hangman, I'm sorry, but Adam Cole. He's got so, other stuff to do. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't need it right now. Um, no. I think it would have been too soon in his run. And I think it wouldn't have been beneficial for him to have it. Like it's one of those things where it's like, no, let me keep building and and get there. He's got a match pinned in with Kenny Omega. Someone's gonna turn babyface. Um Yeah, no. They've got too much to do. The six man tag's coming, the one on one match is coming. We gotta get Red Dragon versus the Bucks. There's too much stuff coming. Yeah. Fire. There's too much stuff coming from those six guys. Um before we before we peel off into more main event matches, um. Oh, we should start doing this every show. Yeah, the over under. We had a personal over under on destroyers, and we uh, we picked four. There were actually three, if I remember correctly. Um, unless how many did Adam Cole hit during the the main event? Uh, I honestly can't remember. I don't know if it was one or two. I don't know. There was one during the six-man tag. Penta hit one. There was one during the, the triple threat tag match. Um, Nick Jackson hit one on uh, Luchasaurus. And I yeah. know for sure Adam Cole hit at least one. Maybe if he hit two, then it was a push because we said four throughout the night. Um, we may do that for, like, AEW shows over under on Destroyers and Super Kicks. Uh, <laughs> super kick, yep. yo! Take a shot every every super kick you see. Shit, shit, shit. <laughs> we're gonna say get a pin and pad out and write all that shit down for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, well, we got a lot, a lot of dope stories, man. Uh, that they're pushing to for double or nothing, man. Their their version of WrestleMania. Uh, we got something brewing with Red Dragon, the Bucks, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega. Uh, Hangman on Page needs a new challenger. 
Wardlow and MJF are on a collision course. CM Punk is waiting in the wings. Moxley and Danielson are looking to fucking cause a fucking ruckus. Uh, Scorpio Sky is a new TNT champion. There's a lot shaking, man. Thunder Rose is about to begin her reign. Um, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. The women's division does seem not quite flat. I don't want to say flat. I'm not sure that a second women's championship was like the best route to go. I agree. Because, I mean, we look at WWF's, WWF's roster. They have a thick roster, like a deep <laughs> roster. So maybe tag belts made sense, even if they don't do shit with them. Even if this tag match is a little weird at Mania. Um, so it made, uh, tag belts made sense because there's so many women on the roster. They're building, they're building with the AW women's roster, but we'll see how it builds. We'll see how it goes. Get there. We'll see how it goes. New, new, new challenges are needed. Paige Van Zandt is about to cause a fucking ruckus, dude. She might be the one that beats Jay Cargill. Um, yeah, you know, but, uh, AW Revolution is set, my guy. Uh, listeners, we'll be back in a few weeks, man. The, uh, I guess you could say season finale of the year is coming. We got the NXT Stand and Deliver show plus the WrestleMania re, uh, prediction show. That's going to be the same show. Those are happening within 24 hours of one another. That's like 22 matches right there. So pack a lunch, grab your s'mores, grab your favorite beverages, grab some water, stretch. And then uh, we're going to have another best of coming up in a few weeks after uh, after the WrestleMania show. We're going to keep this thing rolling, man. Keep this thing rolling. Big Ren, let them know. I think you reach on the social media is my guy. You got it, amigo. Y'all can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at amafucka, A underscore M-A-A-F-H-U-C-K-A. You can also find me on Snapchat at moffedup316. Hmm. M A A F F H H D U P three one six. Check it the fuck out. And check me out on Twitter and the instant grams at Juvi Desai. You know that's J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out the show page. Me and Big Run on the show page on Twitter on the instant grams at the hard camera live coverage live witticisms whatnot here two fourth and etc. But above all else, you listen to us on a variety of different platform some are listening on spotify some are listening on anchor some are listening on google Podcasts, and some are listening on breaker some are even listening on radio public but wherever you're listening heartwarming content heart building content content that shows you what it could do with a ladder now versus what they used to do back in the day content that will hopefully help us pay our bills uh We'll be back in a few weeks. I'm your guy, Juve. Sitting here with my tag team partners, always Big Ren, the legendary. And together, we are Booker T and Gold Dust. It's WrestleMania season, y'all. Coming soon. Until next time, we'll see y'all next time. Adios, amigos. Salute.